You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. So good to have you. Things are a little slow out there, so we haven't had a lot of episodes this week. Um, Christmas, New Year's, the whole shebang. I'm hoping... After the holidays, after this week, we get back on track with all the calls and whatnot. Um, anyways, we do have plenty for today, so I want to try to get all the way caught up so that again tomorrow uh, we can focus on, you know, strictly Packer stuff. So with that said, because we do have a decent amount, we got 12 calls here, why don't we just go ahead and get shatted? Hey, what's up, this Omar Firefighter? I hey. got a uh, makeup for all my lack of calls before uh, the game. I get it. Um, wanted to call do one thing one i wanted to do was to say i was wrong like richard Pryor from the toy movie if you haven't <laughs> seen it excellent film don't think it's really kid friendly but you know it was the 80s not much prize dirty mouth but yeah. nevertheless we won the game but i think a lot of people realize that we probably shouldn't have won the game <laughs> but we did win the game yeah. And like you said, if we playing better teams, playoff caliber teams, you can't be good for half. You got to be good for the whole game, you know. So, but I am happy we won. Um, also, something that I wanted to let you know, I had to thank you personally for this. Was um, I bet three Bears fans, <laughs> not a whole bunch of money, just twenty dollars, but I bet three Bears fans that. They wouldn't win eight games because you had said that in the beginning of the season, like how bad their, uh, you know, team <laughs> oh, was as I'm far as having talent. And then it was funny that when they played the Packers, I ended up getting my money because we, we beat them. Nice. They couldn't win their eight games. So I just want to say thank you for that. Sure. Um, and I guess I got to see. By the way, please don't ever take my betting advice. I, I would hate, I would hate to, uh, Although tomorrow is going to be a lot of betting advice, but I'm not asking you to take the advice. I'm just, I'm, I'm more or less putting to the test my theory about quality of wins and all that kind of stuff. But I always get so nervous and they're like, I put 20 bucks down on something you said. It's like, oh no, don't tell me you lost 20 bucks because I'm an idiot. Don't do that. And you'll cut or something. To be fair, that makes you an idiot if you lose the money because I didn't tell you to do that. But anyways, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Did you say you're going to give me money? 
of that because Money? I wouldn't have got it without you. So I want to say thanks. I'm Something just else I want to do. You I want to give uh, Jersey good. Mike. I want to give you a shout out because I'm laughing. You funny as hell. <laughs> uh, I piss you get <laughs> air watches. It's hilarious, but I feel your pain. Uh, I I think we all agree that. 15-yard sack was just horrendous. That was brutal. Um, when, you know, you could just literally just throw the ball away. It oh. didn't make a lot of sense. Um, like I said, I, I, I love Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he, like, got a concussion we all know about. or He's just not playing. I, I don't even think it's the finger because it's like the decision-making is not really what we expect. Like, I can get some of the accuracy maybe because of the finger, but – He's still doing some dumb stuff that don't make a lot of sense. But anyway, hey man, I'm a. This is a crazy season, so like you said, picking between 15 and 20 ain't that big of a deal. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens playing the Vikes. You know they're gonna want to knock us off the playoffs, so it should be an excellent game. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can get four great quarters. Um and. I'll give her, you know, give a call back later and see if we're celebrating or we're crying. So, all right, y'all, take it easy. Bye. Yeah, no, I, I think what you said to start off about, you know, the the team not really being good enough to beat playoff caliber teams and whatnot is is that that is my stance on the team. I would assume most Packer fans feel that way. Maybe not all. I don't know. Um, but a couple things. Number one, the Vikings are in the exact same boat, in my opinion, as are the Bears and the Lions, everybody in the NFC, nobody in the NFC North is a playoff team, in my opinion. Um, that is to say, put anybody in the NFC North against the Bills. Yes, I know the Vikings beat the Bills. Congratulations. The Bills, the Eagles, the uh, 49ers, you know, actual playoff teams. I mean, you could say Dallas too, but, you know, we, we, we can probably beat Dallas. There's always those weird wonky games that one team matches up against or whatever, but we're not going to win. So with that said, though, so many of us are so focused on can we get in, can we get in, can we get in? I think maybe what we should do, although a lot of us are not even convinced we're going to get in, so it doesn't matter, but I haven't heard too many people focused on, I want to see an actual playoff team. You did say, I want to see four quarters. That's kind of saying the same thing, but legitimately, like, okay, we, we might get in, but... What we really need to see is not just a team that can sneak their way in by beating a fraudulent Vikings team and then beating a Lions team at home. I want to see in these last two weeks an actual playoff team, right? I mean, listen, if we sneak in and get beat, whatever. Or maybe we get lucky and win a game here or there. Who knows? Maybe we get lucky all the way to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Last year, it was not the two best teams. It might have been the two worst teams that got into the Super Bowl, and one of those worst teams won. Uh, happened to be the NFC worst team, which would potentially be us this year. But... No, I mean, legitimately, okay, so we're going to watch the Packer game. The worst case scenario is we lose. The next worst case scenario is we win, but we still look like we suck, and we know we're not going to do anything in the playoffs. But the best case scenario, which again, nobody's really discussing, is the Packers win, they win in convincing fashion, and everybody watches that game and goes, all right, maybe this team could actually do something in the playoffs. Just a thought. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Joe's janitor. Hey, Joe. From Connecticut. Hey, man. What's up, man? Sup. Well, uh, I'm going to batten for a little bit, or, or I got a little bit of story. Okay. Um, it, it'll it'll lead back to the Packers, I promise. Maybe. It'll, yeah. Maybe. I don't That's, know. Right. Do what uh, you got to do, man. So, 
rough day today. Sorry. I mean, um, oh, it's not out of the norm for uh, these middle school kids that come to my movie theater yep. where I'm the janitor at. Right. These middle school kids, they like to play pranks. And one of them is uh, taking a uh, paper clip and sticking it in an outlet so they can blow out the outlet. You know, real funny. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, well... Oh, I gotta fix it. Real, you know, pull it out, reset the breaker, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, sounds dangerous. Uh, someone today decided that it would be uh, smart to um, stick like a solid piece of metal that connects to the two plugs into the outlet and see what happens. And right. um, like a paperclip, it just kind of blows out. It, it, it's a thin piece of metal. Sticks. You put a thick piece of metal in there, it, it's not just going to blow out. So um, it instead created a little bit of a fire and uh, burned up the wall, burned out the outlet. And uh, Sounds like your breaker's not working too good. It was pretty messed up. Um, my manager a, was frantic. Like, kind of didn't the point of the breaker. Really. He's normally not there in my shift. I, I barely think this guy works. But anyway, yeah. Um, so, uh, he was there flipping out. I'm like, I do this all the time, whatever. So, I, I went in there, changed out the outlet, uh, painted up the wall, got a fresh new cover, reset the breaker, good to go. Um, the cameras in the movie theater don't catch that angle, or, because if I catch this kid that do this, I'm going uh, yeah, well, um, anyway. My manager uh, came back, you know, after he, like, I'm going to call an electrician, do this, do that. He came back, and I was all done with it. I was, you know, uh, touching up the wall. And he's like, wow, man, you've got a lot of potential. Right. Like, potential, you know. Uh, he's like, you know, we're going to promote you to uh, maintenance technician if you would accept the offer. There you go. Um, are you going to accept so, the offer? I'm pretty sure this phone call is going to end in a second, and I'll be calling you back. Um, All right, let's do part two here. See if you got the promotion. You know, anyway, Joe the janitor. Hey, man. Call him back. How um, you doing? Hope things are good. So, yeah, I was saying that they wanted to promote me to um, the maintenance. Maintenance technician. Maintenance technician. Yeah. Um, so I tried to figure out what's the difference between the uh, janitor and a maintenance technician. Clean stuff, um, fix stuff, yeah. And I figured out it was about 43 cents an hour. Okay. Um, I uh, declined the offer. My manager was upset about that. Um, Something to consider is you get the job as a maintenance technician, and you can get some experience as a maintenance technician, and then you can get hired somewhere else as a maintenance technician, making a lot more than a movie theater janitor and a lot more than a movie theater maintenance technician. As long as you have that on your resume, you know, I work in maintenance, then you can kind of get a job doing maintenance somewhere else for more money. Just a thought. I told him that I don't even need to work at this place. Um, I don't even need to work. I just do it because I'm bored and I don't want to deal with my wife and kids anyway um <laughs> okay so i was coming back to some potential you know yeah no packers it. players have a lot of potential mm-hmm. and uh 
they really haven't been living up to their potential. Just kind of like I do at work. I, um, better than most of the people there, I gotta say, but, yeah. uh, surrounded by, you know, 18 to 27 year old kids that work there, and I'm, I'm just a loser janitor. But, I want to continue to be Joe's janitor. Like uh, the title won't change. Don't ever change. And, um, just hope these goddamn Packers live up to their potential because, um, we got two games. Playoff time, baby. Shalom. Well, I appreciate you sacrificing your entire livelihood, your family's livelihood, for the sake of maintaining that name. Because I think that's important. Integrity is important in this world, Joe. And, um, you know, if you're going to just go and change from Joe the janitor to Joe the maintenance technician and throw away what you've built here on this podcast so that you can better yourself... Um, I think that's I think that's low of you to be honest, and and it's beneath you. And I appreciate that you're a bigger man than that, Joe. Uh, Henry, what's going on, man? And it's Henry from Minnesota. What's going on? I'm big week for you. Drunk. Okay, that works. You need to know that. None of the callers needed to know that. Kid. No, it's, we do need to know that actually. Walking into the house right now, listening to Christmas Day. Talking that after that. Uh, I agree with Jersey Mike. First of all, yep. He sounds like a tough New Jersey and not like a Jersey Shoresy and I don't know, maybe a working man or something. Well, I, I guess I never uh, never thought about that. Is there New Jersey's small? Is there like a soft side and a hard? Because I I've never seen Jersey Shore, but I've obviously if you live in America at any point, you've caught glimpses of these people. They they still have that tough bravado thing. They just have a lot of money. But they're like tough guys because they're Jersey, but also I'm like a rich, spoiled baby. So is it like, no, it's it's Jersey's like got that tough Jersey thing throughout Jersey? Or is it like there's an actual tough part of Jersey and then there's these loser crybaby rich kids that like to pretend that they're tough, but they're not. They're actually a bunch of spoiled brat kids with Jersey accents that make them sound tough. Kind of like really stupid people in, in England who have that like, RP, like I sound smart, but I'm kind of an idiot, but nobody knows because my accent or like the reverse of what happens in down south, like a really smart person from, you know, Kentucky or something. Everyone thinks they're an idiot, but they're actually a genius. I'm just wondering. I don't know. Maybe Jersey Mike can call in and uh, let me know because I have no idea how that works. That's my fiance. She's going to think I'm cheating on her or something, but I'm talking about a Packer guy. Um, Aaron Rodgers is ball mine. Khakis. Our family wants Jordan. If you know, you know. Put her on the phone. I'll just say khakis. Devondra Campbell changes the entire field of play. He makes the defense better. And Keyshawn Nixon, when you talk about him, makes me excited in a way that only uh, one other person makes me feel. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Well, I appreciate that, man. I um, feel like it got a little fast and furious there. Um, sorry about that noise in the background again. It's the greatest thing about a wireless print. I mean, it's good that people don't have to barge in here, but all of a sudden things just start printing. And I'm not going to stop. I've been recording all day, and i got to get this done. Um, So I apologize for that. But anyways, if I can recap, Aaron Rodgers is a bum. Your entire family wants Jordan Love. Devondre Campbell changes the entire defense. And Keyshawn Nixon makes you excited in ways that only one other person does, which, of course, you're talking about your wife because you're a good man. Or Christian Watson, which is probably the real answer, if we're being honest. Rashawn, Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari. 
then your wife for sure, right after Jair and Devontae Wyatt and Dobbs. Thanks for the call, Henry. Hey, brother. Hey. I'm just uh, wondering, everyone's talking about uh, the Raiders trading uh, Carr. Yeah. Uh, didn't, isn't that one of the main reasons that uh, Devontae went there? Yes. They signed Devontae up and then they uh, extended Carr like, to make Devontae happy? I think that's a big part of the story, too. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of making this part up. Maybe it's out there somewhere, but Devontae was, he wanted to play for a car and he wanted to be a Raider because he grew up a Raiders fan. So that's also part of the equation. And, but the, the other part of the equation is leaving Green Bay had a little bit to do with the fact that Rodgers wasn't going to be here much longer. So you leave for Rodgers last year or two, you go spend time with the, with Carr, but you don't want to go over there if you think Carr's in his last year. So something tells me that him getting that ex- extension shortly after Devontae got there was part of the negotiation with Devontae, sort of a trust me, he's sticking around thing. They give him his extension, which is hilarious because if you look at the contract, it was entirely fake. And they put some money in his pocket for that year, but there was no guarantees beyond this year. Um, so it does feel like they kind of screwed him a little bit. Like, oh yeah, you come over here and you and Carr can just ride off into the sunset for the next three, four, five years while we rebuild this thing. It's going to be a great thing. And they don't even make it through the year before he's gone. And shows that they're going to keep Carr around. So just kind of wondering what your thoughts on that are. Maybe we get Devontae back next year if they cut Carr. All right, have a good one. Later. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious about Devontae. I mean, I think Devontae just sticks it out. I think he's pissed. But I think he, you know, I think he's got a home out there. I think he moved his family out there. I do think he wants to be a Raider. Um, I think he's closer to family and, and to everything else. So, it, I mean, that there, there's no reason really to jump ship. Um, it was just a a super amazing, awesome opportunity turned into like, well, this kind of sucks, but at least I'm closer to home. And uh, I make a ton of money playing for a garbage team with people I don't like as opposed to playing for what I thought was maybe going to be a good team because remember the AFC West was also going all in, you know, it was Devonte, you know, the, the Raiders got Devonte and all these other teams got all this. So it was like this arms race for the, you know, Russell went to Denver and Khalil Mack and went over to the chargers, but it did it, it, it. Everybody's loading up except the chiefs. Cause obviously the chiefs are going to be trash now because they lost Tyreek. So it's going to be this four way race. And who knows, maybe the chiefs will be in fourth place. What a joke that was, huh? I probably you could probably find a clip of me saying that somewhere, but um, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of expectations unfulfilled. But I I think he just sticks it out. I, I first of all, I don't think he's really tradable with the contract he has, and we couldn't afford him even if he was. But I don't think Devonte wants to leave. Um, I, I I think he wants to be in that region, closer to family, playing for the Raiders is what I think he wants to do. But don't know. Hey, Ryan, it's Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Um, hey, listen, I wanted to call in, first of all, to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and the upcoming days. Thank you. Uh, and just a marvel, uh, I've had a lot of Ryan in my ear lately. That's maybe weird. a little too much this uh, holiday break. <laughs> and I want to marvel at your ability to talk to yourself. Thank you. Alone in a room. Yeah. It's just it's like occurring to me that, like, <laughs> wow, you really, really good that you got this podcast because uh if you didn't i'd be a little worried about you and I'm- so something that i don't need to tell you but i'm going to anyways i was always made to do podcasts because you're not wrong i have been known 
to flesh out my thoughts, for example, when I'm alone, by pacing back and forth and kind of talking to myself a little bit. Done that before. Um, different topics, different things, but it's just kind of how I sort through things as I kind of talk through it. And I, you know, I, again, I, the, the, there have been instances where I pace back and forth and talk to myself, but now I don't have to. I can come here, turn on this little podcast thing here. I don't know what that means even. Nothing really turns on. It just stays on. But now I can talk to myself into a microphone and people listen and I can just pretend that I have a podcast. And and, um, and I don't have to pretend I have a podcast. But um, yeah, you, you, I would be doing this anyways, I guess is kind of the point. It's just less weird, and I don't need to be in a straitjacket or anything like that. So, But I appreciate the compliment. I also want to admire your ability to monetize uh, <laughs> your like, idiosyncrasies. I think Thank that's you. pretty cool, too. You've turned this like quirk into a uh, career. Right. Um, so, you know, just, just wanted to give you some... some uh, the lesson in that, though. I mean, we've all got things that are weird and or... I'm uniquely good in this area and terrible in these areas. So figure out what those things are and go for it. Like I've said a thousand times, I started off writing. It was a decent path, but the writing got in the way. It was too slow. I got my, my, my brain's working too fast and I have too many thoughts and too much going on and it takes me forever and everything turned into like these 20 page things like it was everything turned into a series everything was like a 10-part series and i was like you know what i should just do a podcast and just forget all the writing because the writing is too slow and that way i can just run through all the stuff that's going in my on in my head and it makes a lot more sense now i just talk for an hour as opposed to writing seventeen thousand words or whatever it is i can actually tell you how many words some of these podcasts are give me a second i'm way behind on this but i do um transcribe my podcasts i don't know if you knew that so let's see, if we pick an average podcast, this one is 45 minutes and 28 seconds long. It's funny, I haven't been on here in a while. They've actually upgraded some stuff. This is funny. Summary keywords, Rodgers, Packers, players, quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. They also have outlines. Ryan's future with the Packers. A promising third-round pick can't even compete with backups. That's funny. How did they pull that out of what I said? Because that sounds like something I would have said. How bad is the third round of the draft? This is like summaries that they just came up with. A prevailing narrative is that the roster is really not that good, therefore the team is not good, and therefore the players are bad. I should just use this for, like, my titles, because I don't just grab one of these. Matt LaFleur is on a short leash after this season. I don't even remember saying that. Where do you get this stuff from? This is in beta. This is dope. I should be using this. <laughs> I don't even use this. So if I just copy and paste it, it's 12 pages. Single space, no indent, no paragraphs. Just all the way through. If you actually edit this properly with, again, paragraphs and everything, it's a lot more than 12. Uh, how do I get a word count here? 12 pages, 8,991 words, 400, uh, no, 47,000 characters. So almost uh, nine words away from 9,000. So we'll, we'll say an average podcast is about a 9,000 word podcast. So there you go. Anyways, sorry, continue. Holiday cheer. Uh, in terms of the Packers, um, I got to watch that game um, out in L.A., actually, uh, when I was out there for Christmas. It didn't feel like a wisconsin Christmas, and I'm not complaining about that. Um, and, man, that was a fun game. Actually, I got, so I got to watch both of those games out there. I got to watch the L.A. game out there. 
uh, and then uh, and then the last game too. And uh, whew, uh, we're still in it. We're still in it. Uh, I, I'm still going to remind you that I'm going to the Lions game with my son. It'll be his first game ever for his 18th birthday, and so I am. I'm really hoping, really hoping that game matters in this season. We're this close, one more victory away from yeah. that game being pivotal for his first game ever. Uh, so anyway, uh, I don't know. That's all. Go pack, go. Uh, I know you had a not a lot of phone calls, and I wanted to uh, just <laughs> chime in and say hey. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about all of it. Oh, last thought. Uh, you were talking about um, all the people that we fall in love with that we uh, draft late, all the receivers and whatnot. Um, Samari Touré was right there with it because, like, that's exactly what's happened with twenty percent of the crowd. Is like Touré is it? Got to get him in. Um, that said, uh, I was thinking that uh, Bo Melton also was, you just took the words out of my mouth when you were talking about him returning kicks. Uh, and I do think it would be cool if he worked out because then. He could be melting cheese. I will go oh. out on that. Go back, go. Dang. Dang. That's pretty good, man. I like that. Bo Melton. Kind of works. Well, never mind. I'm, I'm not going to nitpick it. That was good. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. First of all, about Ture. Um, I think he's, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with his level of contribution thus far. Um, I think with a more loaded wide receiver room, he probably doesn't play at all. And I don't really know that there's any real reason to believe that he's going to excel much beyond where he is right now, which has been, to be honest, somewhat of a subpar wide receiver. Maybe he will, but, you know, couple what he is, where he's, what he's done, and um, the fact that he's a seventh-round pick, I don't necessarily think that that's the case. Um. And yeah, with, with Bo Melton, there is a little bit of extra hype that I think is unnecessary. But at the same time, we'll see what happens with Keyshawn, if he's going to play or not. And uh, if he doesn't, maybe Bo gets a little time doing that. I don't know if he will, but that would be my first thought. But for all I know, he's going to be out there playing wide receiver and just shredding it and making me look like an idiot. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, as far as uh, the game's coming up and just fingers crossed and all that, again, I, I I'm... <laughs> On one hand, it feels like a foregone conclusion. On the other hand, it feels like still like an impossibility. Um, I've got this Packers-Vikings game coming down to basically a coin flip in the Packers' favor a little bit, but basically a coin flip. And then when you factor in a coin flip, which is already 50-50, and then you look at Detroit, which is like another coin flip, your odds are plummeting. And on top of the fact that I think it's, I think it's entirely possible, not only do the Giants win this week, which I think they do and, and somewhat comfortably against the Colts, which would eliminate them from being able to help us. I think it's possible Washington wins out. Not very likely necessarily, but let's say it's like a 25% chance because I do think they win this week. Um, You've got, you know, 75% chance Washington helps us. 50% chance we win this week. 50% chance we win next week. It's just not super great. You know, it's like a 20% which sucks. And then on top of that, again, I don't want to just see wins and sneaking in and all that stuff. We, we, we have to, at some point, I guess we don't have to, they could technically turn it on when they get into the playoffs or never, and just continue to sneakily win like the Vikings have been doing. I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess we just have to retreat back to what we've been saying all year, which is just watch the game and try to enjoy it. 
That's it. That's all I can do. I'm not going to be able to. I'm going to be a nervous wreck tomorrow for sure. Or uh, uh, tomorrow. I, I was recording for Saturday's podcast, and now I think it's Saturday. Um, Sunday's game going to be an absolute wreck. But hopefully, I just, I hope we don't get blown out, man. I mean, just, I mean, I guess I don't want it to be a close loss either because that's going to make it crushing. I don't know. In, in order of things, that would be awesome. Packers dominating. Packers winning close. Packers getting blown out. Packers losing narrowly. Because at least in a blowout, you can kind of just like give up. You know, you, you start to make, so by the time the game's over, it's like, all right, I've made peace. I'm moving on. It was never meant to be. They were never that good to begin with. Kind of should have seen this coming. Heads up for the incoming. I told you they were trash. You are the real frauds. All that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you kind of just deal with it. A close loss, though, that's going to suck. That's going to suck. Because all the negative still comes with it. The ha-ha, the you suck, the you were never that good, you're the real frauds. All that stays, even if it's a close loss. It's just you have your heart ripped out of you just, it's going to feel like a playoff loss is what it's going to feel like. Because that's basically what this is, is a playoff game. <sighs> I'm nervous. I'm stressed. What's going on? This is Omar the Firefighter. How hey, you man. doing? I'm good, man. Are Shalom. You? Shalom. Yeah. You call and say. Yeah. Hey, I was calling because uh, I know Keyshawn Nixon is doing an excellent job with special teams. Yep. But I'm having this issue that's reminding me of uh, Devondre Campbell. Uh-huh. Because he's a, he's under on the contract for I think I don't know I think it's one year. Oh, Double check yeah. if I'm wrong about that. I know where you're going. But like he's doing such a great job. Like you want to keep him, but you don't want to overpay. Right. You know, overpay him and then he don't be that good. Plus, I know he's kind of being better as a corner as well, so that's nice. So we might have to pay more money. Other people see right. how good he is as special teams. They gonna want to bring him in. So. I don't want to overpay for him, you know, so I feel like either, like I said, I always, you know, I'm like one of the people that wants to draft a receiver high in the first or second round. I might get a receiver that could do both, receive and be a kick returner, or wait till the draft in the sixth, seventh round and just get a dude that's excellent at kick return. You know, I'd rather do that because they'll save money, but I guess a lot of that has to do with, if Rodgers is coming back or not. I know we're kind of suffering from the all-in, but if you got Rodgers going to be our quarterback, if we got to go all-in. We're just wasting the damn money, you know? So, um, but I definitely, I'm I'm starting to feel like, you know, we should see if we can get rid of Campbell. I know we're going to have uh, some cap penalties. I don't know what that is. Uh, if we cut them, maybe you can check that and see what that is. Um, I know we're going to free agency give a tight end and probably a safety, and because um, I know we're not going to draft a tight end because that's kind of the one position that's a lot of miss that we talked about before, and you might not, you know, might take a year from to be good or so. Um, another thing is everybody already know about the Derek Carr thing and Devontae. Yeah, let, uh, let me stop you there for one second. So I've never actually thought about this before because we've never really had good special teamers, or at least not that I've cared about. But what what's dawning on me as I'm thinking about this and I'm kind of looking through contracts as you're talking and stuff, I don't think you pay special teamers, aside from kickers, punters, long snappers. Aside from that, you don't pay special teamers. And here's what I mean by that. You pay them based on their offense and their defensive production. Who Who is the best 
special teamer that gets paid specifically as a special teamer that is disproportionate to what they should get paid based on what they... So, for example, one of the best special teamers, not even a returner, in the NFL um, is on the Green Bay Packers right now. He was a longtime Minnesota Viking and is now with the Green Bay Packers, and that is Eric Wilson. Is Eric Wilson going to get a big old special teams pay raise, $5 million special teamer? No, he's going to get paid to be a backup's backup linebacker. He's going to be making veteran minimum because he's going to get paid based on his standing as a linebacker. Same with all these guys. Uh, Mitchell Fabroni, uh, he's a long snapper. Ellerson Smith, edge rusher for the Giants, 91.3 special teams grade. Are any of these guys going to get paid a lot of money? You know who is a great special teamer that's making a lot of money? Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is a really highly grade special teamer, but he's not getting paid because of his special teams ability. He's getting paid because of his linebacker ability. And I think that's true of returners as well. You look at guys um, that are some of the best returners in football. How much money are they making? I mean, even if you look at Cordero Patterson, I think you can make a case for him being one of the best kick returners of all time. Um, you know, uh, the, the Bears guy was a punt returner, right? Devin Hester. Cordero Patterson, probably the best kick returner, one of the best kick returners, if not the best of all time. What did he get paid? Now, don't get me wrong. There's a good chance that the only reason he's being brought in as a slot guy or as a wide receiver is because of his special teams ability. But he's getting paid a reasonable amount based on his ability as a as a running back slash wide receiver. So from what I can tell, the highest contract he's ever received is about it's well his his uh, is this his last one, the Falcons five point two five million, which is pretty standard for what he got throughout. Prior to that was three million. Prior to that was five. We're talking per year. Uh, then a little over four, like four point two five, four point two five. And then he had his rookie deal with the Vikings. You take anybody with Cordell Patterson's ability, and they're probably going to be on these teams making about the same amount of money. Again, the only difference being whether or not they actually get on the team, whether that or, or if they're just going to float around for a little bit longer because nobody actually wants their offensive prowess. So I wouldn't really worry about well, him being so elite and therefore we can't afford him, afford him as a kick returner. I would see him for what he is as a corner. And that is essentially a, you know, backup corner. I mean, I, I was going to say he's basically Chandon Sullivan, but I don't really think he, he, he may become Chandon if we move on from Razul or whatever, he kind of fills that void. So it ends up being Keyshawn Nixon along with Jair and Stokes, but that's it. And, and so what is, what is that amount to? Well, Chandon got paid by the Vikings. Uh, looks like $1.75 million to go be their slot corner. Now, I, I don't really agree with that. I think he's worth way more than that. But um, I think the, I, I guess what I'm saying is I think that's the good news. And, and another reason why you should invest very heavily in guys like Keyshawn Nixon that can be, you know, high quality backups slash low end starters who happen to be dominant dominant special teamers. I don't care what Eric Wilson can do as a linebacker. If he's a if he's as good as PFF says he is on special teams, that dude has a place on this team as long as he can do that. Do you think I care 
about how big of a drop off it is from, you know, Isaiah McDuffie down to uh, Eric Wilson, because I don't. I'm fully aware that when our starting linebackers, who aren't even that good to begin with, go out, it's going to be a problem. So it's, it's, it's already a problematic position that is becoming more problematic when the starters go out, and it's going to be slightly more than that. I don't care. I don't care. He'll be fine. He'll figure it out. Put him out there. Or don't. Keep them both. I don't care. But man, it's not even close in my mind. And again, you're telling me that you don't even have to pay a premium? You're just going to pay the guy to be a backup, and then he gets to just stay on your team as a great player. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who, who are the best returners in the NFL? How much are they making? Boston Scott. You got Dallas Flowers, who's on his rookie contract, but then you got Boston Scott, 27 years old, is number two in, in yards per attempt on kickoffs for people that have actually done a decent amount. He's slightly ahead of Keyshawn Nixon. Keyshawn Nixon, 27.5 per return. Boston Scott is at 27.9 per return. He's making $1.75 million. It's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Adams, I know we're not trading for him back. I don't know why you know, a lot of Packer fans wishing that would happen. That's not going to happen. But I am wondering if Rodgers is looking at it like, hey, I can go over there. They got weapons. You know, maybe maybe trade him there. Um, I always said that we would probably trade him to the Rodgers to the Forty Niners if if we do yeah. trade him. But Tom Brady being a free agent, that's where he's going. That was his favorite team as a child, anyway, and he won't have to do anything. So I, I can only really see the Raiders as a possibility, which is kind of funny because I think I said that or somebody one in a news article said that in the beginning of the season, and I thought it was ridiculous. But now I'm just looking. You know, quite possibly to happen. Um, just wanted to hear your take on that. All right, go pack, go. Yeah, so I, I I know I had mentioned it a while ago, back when I discovered that Derek Carr was not making any money next year. In other words, it was a fake contract, and they can move on from him real easily. And the question was, would they get rid of him? And then we could have that discussion. Now it looks like he's going to be gone. I mean, I I know he's not officially gone. Gone. They said he's going to step away from the team to not be a distraction, which I don't even know what that means. Um, but it certainly doesn't sound like he's the quarterback of the future. They He's there right now. He could play today, and they don't want him to. So um, I, I, I talked about it, I think, yesterday, and I know you had called. Well, no, you called this morning, it looks like. But um, I mentioned that the reason why I think it's unlikely is largely because it just feels weird to have Rodgers chase Devontae. You know, Devontae left Rodgers, and then an opening occurs in Las Vegas, and so Rodgers is like, hey, Devontae, what's up? But maybe that's not exactly how it plays out, right? That's that's a, kind of a how it feels to me. But there is an alternate reality. And, and for example, let's say you're Devontae, and you do like Rodgers, maybe not as much as Carr, but you like Rodgers. He's your friend, your, your buddies. And you go to Las Vegas, you want to be a Raider, you want to live out there, you want all this stuff. But now Carr's gone and there's nothing you can do about it. And your team sucks and there's nothing you can do about it. And there's no quarterback and there's nothing you can do about it. And the Raiders come to you and they're like, could you talk to Rodgers and try to get him here? And Devontae's, so Devontae's options are, Carr's gone, there's nothing you can do about that. You can either 
decide you don't want Rodgers there, which I don't think is the case, and say, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I could talk to him, but no, I don't really want him here. And then deal with whatever the implications are moving forward, which is, you know, draft a quarterback that sucks and deal with a rookie, which again is exactly what Devontae was trying to avoid in Green Bay. Rodgers was leaving soon. He didn't want to have to deal with Love or whoever else is going to be coming in this rebuild and all that. I want to be with an established guy. Well, I think a better option would be if he's interested talking to Rodgers and saying, hey, man, uh, I don't know what your plans are, but if you want to reunite, something to think about. And, and again, if the Packers do kind of go in that direction, like I had talked about, where they're like, hey, we're committed to you, but just so you know, Jones is gone, Amos is gone, you know, Bakhtiari, Cobb is gone, maybe Bakhtiari, I don't really know, probably stay, but if, depending on how much pressure you want to put on this rebuild or how much of a clean slate you really want. You know, if Rodgers is facing his options as stay in Green Bay for a rebuild, retire, or spend a year in Vegas with Devontae and see what we can do in carving up the league because, hey, you know, it's it's tough playing with the young guys, but I know I got a thing with Devontae, and I know we could shred it up, up out there in, in Vegas. Plus, they wanted Waller, and I'm sure Rodgers really wanted Waller. He's never had a, a, a really good tight end to work with. Now he's got him. So you got Devontae, you got Renfro, you got Waller, you got a really good running back. And, and, and you could probably pull off a, a Tampa Bay thing because the Raiders are so freaking desperate and stupid. I mean, they wanted Gruden because he's Gruden and they gave him whatever he wanted, 10 million bucks a year. They're like, all right, sure, sign on the dotted line, no problem. It's all yours, $100 million over 10 years. I don't know how much of that he ended up raking in. But Tom Brady went to Tampa and was like, I'm, I'll, I'll be there, but I want to run stuff. I want to basically do whatever I want. You think, you think he couldn't pull that off? The, the, the Raiders owner would very happily say, Rodgers, if you'll come here, you do whatever you want. You call whatever plays you want. And if this head coach has any problems with that, he can go because he's a bum. Heck, I'll let you single-handedly pick the head coach. I don't care because when you leave, we'll probably fire that guy anyways. It doesn't matter, but let's have some fun. We're in Vegas. We're freaking... That's the other thing. The Raiders are broke. Do you remember a couple years ago when they, they couldn't make payroll? And now they, they've got this new stadium out in, in Vegas and everything. I mean, they've got to be broke as a joke, man. So to be able to put butts in the seats in a place like Vegas, I mean, because you know it's a moneymaker out there. They can make tons of money, but they got to start getting something going. And that's, that's another problem with some of these owners is it's all short-term profit, not long-term. This is all short-term. Devontae and Rogers reunited in Vegas, they would love that. So again, with Carr all the way out of the, out of the way, Rodgers would probably, or Devontae would probably lobby pretty hard. I think Rodgers would rather stay in Green Bay. He's always said he wanted to retire a Packer. I don't think he wants to reinvent, reinvent himself and go out with a new team and all this stuff and move to Vegas. But, you know, when you're comparing options, again, what are your options? Packers didn't do very good. They're rebuilding. They want to move on to love. Maybe. I don't know. Or go to Vegas, where I know I can make magic happen with Devontae, work with some real weapons out there. I can run stuff a lot more than I can here in Green Bay. Can do what I want. Don't have to get a whole lot of flack about it. Constantly hearing people complain. No, it's this is just the way it is. I'll bring Tom Clements with me, and whoever else I want to bring with me is coming with me. So maybe I'm still leaning on the. It's kind of a weird thing for Rogers to chase Devonte, but again, you look at Devonte's options. I think having Rogers show up would be probably his best option at this point. 
We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, dude? Open my firefighter again. Hey. Um, I asked my package question already. I said, I'm driving on the highway, so I was a little bored. So I said, let me find this out. Let me unite the Packers fan base with this question. Because um, I have about four to 5,000 movies at my house. You're a big movie guy. So I wanted to get your uh, favorite. How many of, you, of those have you seen? Because there's no way you've seen 5,000 movies. How long, is a, how long is a movie? Hour and a half, two hours? I googled it. Average movie length, uh, 130.9 minutes. So we'll call it two hours. Two hours and 10 minutes is average. We'll just call it two hours. So you got about 10,000 hours worth of movies. That would take you 460, it would take you over a year if you watched them 24-7. If we're committing eight-hour days like a full-time job, it would be 1,250 days, which is three and a half years. So eight hours a day, seven days a week, three and a half years. How many have you seen? That's the real question. Sorry, go ahead. You know, I would say what's your best or your favorite one from like the last 40 years in these two guy categories. Or oh, just categories in general, which would be action and uh, comedy. So I just want to hear your 80s, 90s, 2000, and then 2010 from now. You don't have to stop it at 2020 just to make it easier. Um, I'll give mine, okay. and then I'll call back for <laughs> the comedy. Okay. I'll do action first. So for the 80s, and I want to hear yours. Just you're getting your favorite. I don't want you just to be like, ah, I don't know. Literally give me like a recommendation from each decade. I think that'd be cool. You can do one that everybody's seen, or you could do one maybe. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's good. All right, so mine for the 80s would be uh, Aliens. I know it's more of like a sci-fi horror action, yep. but the action in there is great. Story, everything is awesome in that one. Well, I know Clayton's is Roadhouse. 
Not sure mine yet, though. Um, 90s. Yes, I am. It's it's Terminator 2. That, that was in the 80s, right? Was that 87, Terminator 2? I know if the first one was. Oh, it was 91. Ooh, so we got some competitions, and I got to look in the night. So I don't know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on. Blowing my mind right now. You know the brother-in-law from Breaking Bad, Hank Schrader? He was in Terminator 2. He was the SWAT leader. He busted into the building when what's-his-name was holding on to that bomb, and he's like, I can't hold on to this much longer. And he screams, get out or get back or whatever. That was that's Hank Schrader. Yeah, dude, sounds just like him. He's got a mask on, and he's a little younger, but that's him for sure. Anyways, I, I, for the sake of time, for myself, not for you, you're going to have to listen to my rambling, I'm just going to pull up a top 25 80s action movie list, and it, I'll pick from that. Terminator 1, not Predator, not a big fan, not RoboCop, Raiders of the Lost Ark is stupid. Top Gun's pretty good, but, you know, just feels different. That just feels like a good movie. It's not like a, I know it's an action movie, but you know what I mean? It's more like a movie movie. Superman, Star Wars, Star Wars. Die Hard's good, but no. Do like Lethal Weapon, but no. Beverly Hills Cop. It's more of a comedy. I mean, it's action, but yeah. Conan the Barbarian. I was just watching Arnold talk about that. How he had a scene where he had to walk over rocks and stuff or something. I don't know, man. I feel like I need to go with something cheesy like Bloodsport. This doesn't feel like an 80s movie if it doesn't. That's why I don't want to pick Top Gun because it's like, no, it's just a good movie. It doesn't have that like 80s cheese factor. I think the best movie from the 80s that's an action movie is probably Scarface. If there's one I wanted to watch right this second, probably Beverly Hills Cop. If I could just pick one to watch right this second, that's probably that one. But Bloodsport, that's so good. Action would be Terminator 2, but I'm pretty sure everybody in the world has seen Terminator 2. Yeah. Like the best ultimate action film of all time. Yeah. So if you have, if you have, have you seen that one, I'll throw another one out. I'll say one of my favorites is uh, Best of the Best 2. It's basically no storyline, just action. Uh, the first one was more like storyline with a little bit of action. The second one is just action, nonsense action. But I definitely recommend both of those. Uh, 2000. I'm going to, for the sake of time and brevity, just go with Terminator 2 for the 90s, just like you kind of did, and not bring up an alternate. I would have to say it'd be a tie between Gladiator, which is storyline with some yep. real good action in it or 300 which is just a bunch of action and when was 300 because that's probably my answer um although i was kind of a sucker for those vin diesel movies pitch black and whatnot but uh yeah it's probably 300 there's just not that many good movies here it's amazing how still like 16 predator remakes a bunch of transformers like 19 different planet of the apes this is going beyond 2010-ish, but still. There's just nothing here that even looks interesting to me. Catwoman 2012, The Sixth Day. Come on, man. Red Planet, Terminator Salvation. These are all stupid. Then you got all the action, the Marvel and the Star Wars and everything. When was... uh, Saving Private Ryan was pretty good. That was probably 90s, right? Late 90s, early 2000s. I don't really know. I'll say 300 and just trust that you're right. Actually, it has to be because I was we were watching it in college, and I was that was in the two thousands. Then for the two thousand tens and up, I would have to say this one. I don't think a lot of people have seen before, um, but I, I had low expectations, and it, it was it blew me away. Which was uh, Snake Eyes, this GI Joe origin story with the ninja. 
Snake Eyes, that, that was an awesome action film. So if it. you haven't seen that, I definitely recommend it. All right, I'm going to call back with my comedies for each one of those. But give me your actions before we get to that one. All right, thanks. 2010s. I'm just trying to find a movie I've seen, aside from like Marvel movies that are very mediocre. 13 Assassins, Mission Impossible, Dread, Pacific Rim, The Raid 2, Mad Max. I haven't seen any of these. Nice guys. When was, uh, what the heck was that? Uh, I watched that in college too. Never mind. That wouldn't work. John Wick. I didn't really like that much. The problem I don't like with John Wick is it's, it's not a good action movie from a standpoint of him being super skilled. He's just the luckiest person on planet earth. I mean, granted he's, he's a, a good marksman and a good fighter, but like if one of those bad guys showed up three seconds earlier, like at any point in that movie for like 15, 16 different bad guys, he's dead like a hundred times. Everybody just shows up at exactly the right time. He is the luckiest person on planet. And that's why I think it's John Wick is just kind of stupid. It's also why, like I've said, I'm really bad with action movies because you're just supposed to turn your brain off and be like, dude, he shot a guy in, in the head. So just enjoy that. Like, yeah, but it's stupid. Like, make it, make it realistic and then shoot a guy in the head. It can't be that hard to make it realistic. Yeah, I haven't seen any from this top 10 list. Wikipedia's got them all. I do like Ip Man, but I think it's just Ip Man 2. And I don't know... I'm not positive. I think I've seen it. I don't remember how much I liked it, but uh, that'll be my default if I can't find anything here. Iron Man 2, again, I hate to pick a... I know Ang Bak is another good one, but it's Ang Bak 3. really hate to sound like a crotchety old man, but I just feel like movies suck now. Like, the, the graphics are obviously getting a million times better, but nobody knows what to do with it. Like, that's all anybody is anymore. Like, computer geeks that are good with, like, graphic design. Like, does anybody know how to make a good story? No, but I can make stuff look cool. Oh, great. So let's remake other good movies and make them look better. Uh, I, I guess, man. I am through the S's, and I don't know any of these movies. That's crazy. So my options are Ip Man 2, did not like Inception. Massively overrated movie, I thought. I had to have seen some of it. What is Clash of the Titans? That sounds familiar. No, never seen it. I, I guess Ip Man 2. I, I, I don't even know if I've seen Ip Man 2, but I'm just going to say Ip Man 2 because I don't know. Ip Man, if you haven't seen it. So good. So good. In fact, when did that come out? The movie, not the actual human being. 2008? I mean, that's in... Comp- that, that's in. That's up there with 300. Full show. Okay, I'm back. Omar Firefighter again with hey, my comedies yeah. of basically the last 40 years. And I want to hear yours as well. All right, so of the comedies of the 80s, I would have to say Coming to America... For the 80s, um, Great with uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, Arsenio Hall. You know what's crazy? 80s and 90s, it's like, I have no idea. I, I can't pick. I could pick 50, 60, 70 movies easily that are just amazing. You get to 2000, it's like, uh, there's three that I like, I'll go with this one. And then 2010, is like, I have no idea. Com- hopefully comedy is a little bit better, but you said coming to America, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm never going to be able to pick a movie. So many movies. Frickin' Airplane, Blues Brothers, Caddyshack, uh, Stripes, Easy Money is a good movie. Uh, Airplane 2, um, skipping a couple that either aren't funny or I don't know. National Lampoons, Pick One, Trading Places is freaking hilarious. Beverly's Hills Cop, like I already said. Um, eh, I like Ghostbusters, I wouldn't really put it strongly in the co- I don't think it's super funny. Although Bill Murray, pretty hilarious. Police Academy, Revenge of the Nerds, uh, Back to the Future is not a comedy. Do do do. National Lampoon again, Police Academy again. 
Weird Science is pretty good. Back to School is hilarious. Ferris Bueller is a pretty good movie. Again, not super funny, but good movie. Money Pit is a good movie. Tom Hanks, which reminds me, the Go- uh, not The Goonies. Um, it's probably in here. Uh, what is it called? Neighborhood or something? Or Neighbors? What the heck is it? Oh, so, uh, The Burbs. The Burbs. Fantastic. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, the Ernest movies. I don't care. Shut up. I think they're funny. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Spaceballs. Beetlejuice. Not the funniest movie in the world, but a great movie. Coming to America. Naked Gun. Uh, the Burbs. There it is. Bill and Ted, again, not super funny, but amazing. See no evil, hear no evil. Any movie with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, freaking home run every time. Uncle Buck is a good movie. Basically anything with John Candy. Good Morning Vietnam, not really much of a comedy, but great movie. List isn't great, I can't help the list. Christmas Vacation. Roger Rabbit, dude, yes. Used to love Look Who's Talking. Man, how do you, how do you even pick from that list? I don't even know... Uh, I mean, Airplane, Caddyshack, The Burbs. Trying to differentiate like comedy. Like Stripes is good. It's not really super comedy-ish. Again, just looking at like if I had to pick one right now to watch, I might lean back to school just because I haven't really seen that in a long time and I used to love that. Rodney Dangerfield, Beverly Hills Cop, Coming to America is absolutely in contention. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is amazing. Oh, The Great Outdoors. Did I say that one? Another uh, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd. I, I think I'm going to go with Caddyshack. Just because it's, it's such an absolute classic, it's going to be hard to pass that one up in terms of just like ranking the all-time greats and kind of sticking with comedy. So I'll go, I'll go Caddyshack. Bunch of characters. I thought that was hilarious. Funny movie. Uh, 90s. My personal favorite would be uh, Friday, classic, um, 2000. All right. Uh, Friday's funny. I know it's not going to be my favorite, especially since there's going to be a thousand on this list too, but Friday is funny. I think the thing with 90s, now that I'm looking at it, it's going to be a lot of really stupid movies that I like because I was a kid and now as an adult, I'm like, eh. Like Austin Powers, I don't want to watch Austin Powers. Anything Jim Carrey related, absolute classics, loved them to death, never want to watch it again. It's just too stupid. It's funny because I remember like telling my grandma about it. She's like, these are so stupid. And I'm like, grandma, this is hilarious. No, she was right. It's stupid. But uh, yeah, Austin Powers. Oh, Groundhog Day. Dude, I love Groundhog Day. Tommy Boy. Come on. How do you beat Tommy Boy? This is freaking Doubtfire. City Slickers is decent. The Mask, again, would never want to watch it. Uh, eh, I might want to watch The Mask. Not Ace Ventura, but The Mask probably. But those are two very good 90s comedies, especially if you're a child. Rush Hour, action comedy, funny stuff. Wayne's World. Oh, so good. I, I I actually really liked So I Married an Axe Murderer, too. I didn't realize how much Mike Myers dominated the 90s. Austin Powers, Wayne's World, Axe Murderer was a little lesser known, but Beavis and Butthead do America. Oh my goodness, I tore that movie up. I've seen that so many times. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is another great one. Yeah, and, and they don't even have, they have Tommy Boy. They don't even have... Uh, the heck is the other one? Black Sheep, Billy Madison, Beverly Hills Ninja. I'll just go through Chris Farley's movies, dude. I think I'll just I think I'll just say Tommy Boy though. I, there's about ten of them that I don't think I could truly pick from, but I'll just say Tommy Boy will be the representative of those movies. But I mean, Wayne's World is absolutely in contention. So many. I would have to say it would be Super Bad. That was hilariously 
funny movie, McLovin and everything. That was pretty good. I, I did like Super. There were see now we're getting to like the two thousands where there was a lot of like movies that I don't know. I, I don't even know how you would describe it, but like Super Bad, Juno, Super Troopers, Harold and Kumar. Like they're kind of in this like group that I mean, Super Bad's probably the best of the group. But I just I didn't super get into those. I was more into uh, pretty much anything relating to Will Ferrell, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, Anchorman. Talk about stupid humor. There you go. Zoolander's a little bit far on the stupid spectrum, but it's uh, it's also there. Um, what other ones were there? Do 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 do. I'm trying to think. Ice skating one. Blades of Glory. Tropic Thunder. I thought was a little overrated, although there was like two scenes in there that had me crying. Hangover. I thought was pretty overrated. Pretty old virgin is pretty funny, but it kind of got old. Wedding Crashers, that's a good one. Honestly, I might have to go with Dodgeball. Just because I don't think anything made me laugh harder than Dodgeball did. I remember going to, my aunt took me to the movies to watch Dodgeball. And there were like three different times where, it was one of those things where you're laughing about something that happened 10 minutes ago and you just can't stop. I, I don't know that there are too many movies ever that have made me laugh as hard as Dodgeball. So I can't not say Dodgeball. Uh, that was a great film. Uh, 2010s. I would say uh, the Hangover trilogy. I kind of put them all as one movie. The first one is definitely classic. I think that might have came out in 09, but still, I count that. Uh, Hangover movie was awesome. And then my newest comedy, ah, it's just, that one's a tough one for me. I, I, I don't even know if I, I'm trying to think, because I don't watch too many comedy movies like that. Um, I'm trying to think what my newest one would be. That was very funny it's that's that's a tough one man i'm gonna have to call back on that i'm mad because i don't even have a suggestion i don't need for that um i i feel bad now but i don't you're not escaping you're not escaping i, I want to hear yours though i'm just trying to find one good movie that was made in the 2010s outside of like a couple decent marvel movies because we're we're like oh for uh over two here i'm going through this list and maybe this is just a garbage list i've never heard of these movies in my life the session uh, Francis Ha, Thunder Road, Fifty Fifty, Bridesmaids, Win Win, Blue Jasmine, Wild Tales, The Kids Are All Right, Midnight in Paris. These are the comedies of the 2010s. Blinded by the Light, The Meyerowitz Stories, The Big Shorts, Blind Spotting, Silver Lining, Love Simon, Tangerine, Tony Erdman, The Edge of Seventeen, The Muppets, Enough Said. Moonrise Kingdom, Stan and Ollie, What We Do in the Shadows. I've never heard of one of these movies in my life, ever. Ever. I'm still scrolling. Don't know them. Logan Lucky, Spy, Love and Friendship, The Nice Guys, The Artist, The Disaster Artist, Patterson. What is this? Is this a fake list? I've never heard of these movies. Let me go somewhere else. This is Rotten Tomatoes. Let's go to... uh, I'm going to end up picking a kid's movie like Despicable Me. And all those movies make me want to... Just, I'm a little tired of them. Grown-ups? Oh, my good Lord. Adam Sandler. Hot Tub Time Machine. This is the dumbest crap. ay 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 Tangled? It's not a comedy. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is so stupid. Toy Story 3? Ay-yay-yay. There has to be one funny movie. I've never seen Hangover 2. Don't really want to. Kung Fu Panda. Jeez. 
I have no idea. I don't think I can pick. You're saying I can't get off the list. I mean, it has to be some stupid kids movie, I guess. Despicable Me Too. There you go. There's your answer. I don't know what... I'm sure I chuckled a couple times with these kids movies. Um, Anchorman 2, I thought... I think that was just the worst thing ever. I think something happened in 2010 when the world stopped making movies. That's all I can think. And I've been harping on this for a while about how it's like, all it is is remakes and Marvel movies, remakes and Marvel movies. And Marvel movies are just remakes anyways. But what is this? Coming to America came out what? Like 40 years ago? And to this day, it's still considered a classic. In 30 seconds, how many people are going to be talking about The Perks of Being a Wallflower? Or Cedar Rapids with Ed Helms? Or The Campaign with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis? I'd never even heard of that movie. I was alive in 2012. I've never heard of it. What is one movie that will last for 20 years from the 2010s? Other than, like, kids' movies. Like, Despicable Me will probably stick around. Is, is that it? Are they the only ones, like, pumping out content? Pixar? Disney Pixar? This is horrible. Hot tub freaking time machine. That's probably going to be my official answer if I can't pick a kid's movie is hot tub time machine. I unfortunately did watch that once. It was super stupid, but I think I probably laughed once. So that might be the answer. Brutal. The new comedy is definitely recommend. Now you're going to make me, I'm just going to have to just say one. What's a comedy that I've seen? There you go. Tell me what you've seen. I can't think of one. Thank you. I can't think of one in driving. Thank you. I definitely don't want to kill myself on the Packing That podcast. Don't do that. Very uh, pleasant there. All right. Anyway, go back. Go. All right, Omar's got one more. I think he found it. Hey, one. I got it. I got it. And I didn't kill myself. Omar's Firefight. <laughs> I got it. This is it. Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Both of those movies were classic, hilarious, and funny. Uh, why don't you? In a, I guess in a- it's hilarious. Because that, I, I just said, is that the funniest movie that was made in the 2010s? By the way, it was made in 2010. And I'll be honest, no offense, Omar, I didn't think it was very funny at all. Like, it was, it was stupid. I mean, again, I, I think there were probably a couple chuckles in there for sure. But that's it. That's official. Omar just sealed it. That is the funniest movie made in 2010. Hot Tub Time Machine. Are, are, are we making a resurgence in the 2020? We had COVID. Everybody just sat in the house all day. Did anybody come up with a good movie? I'm going to let Omar finish. I'm going to look it up. The positive way. Very funny movie. So I definitely recommend that for everybody. Uh, I won't take up any more time. Bye. Have a good one. Go back. Go. Best movies of the 2020s. Let's see if we're killing it here. Um, and, and listen, just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not good technically, but you would think like if there's like this movie that everybody has to see, I would have maybe heard about it. So far, I got nothing. Uh, do do Dogs don't wear pants. Okay, sounds great. Sounds of Metal. The Father. Another Round in the Earth. Uh, Candyman remake. I check that out. I guess James Bond remake, Dune remake. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you. I'm gonna give you all one opportunity. You give me one comedy from the 2010s and one good movie in the 2020s. And if you say Marvel, I've probably already seen it, so you're probably gonna lose. 
So not a remake. You can if you want, but it's I'm not you're going to get docked points because it's a remake. So even if it's good, you don't get credit for remaking it. It was already a thing. You just didn't screw it up. Tell me a funny movie from the 2010s, a good movie from the 2020s. I will check it out and I will report back. It's already going long, but we're going to power through this. We got two more calls. So it just came across the wire that apparently Alan Lazard is being fined for his one, two, three counts of taking out three Miami Dolphin defenders on the crack block yep. on the play close to the end of the game uh, that I thought was absolutely hilarious. Uh, and apparently, come find out, I did not know this, that uh, they benched him after he did that. What? Uh, so the No Fun League has bled into the coaching staff also. So uh, I just find that absolutely hilarious. I saw it happen in real time and was like, that is hilarious. But apparently the league Sorry. disagrees. So the league can go stick it. I'm out. I'll have to dig into the bench thing. I haven't, uh, haven't seen anything about that or maybe just send it to me if you can, uh, if you see it somewhere. Uh, no, it, it is stupid. It's it's embarrassing, and this is why I don't like Roger Goodell and, and the way that things are headed. I get it. I just feel like this is all marketing. You know what I mean? Which is which is stupid. Rather than just putting out a good football product, it's all about how best to suit our advertisers. That's it. It's just we don't want to offend the advertisers, and the advertisers don't want to offend their consumers, and so we all have to tiptoe around the lowest common denominator. Some absolute I almost just got canceled there sensitive individual is going to watch this game and be offended by a one two three count and is going to call Pepsi Cola and say how dare you advertise I mean how stupid is this how stupid is this what 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 we have no freaking common sense in the world I am just an old crotchety old man at the it's this is embarrassing this is freaking embarrassing. I, I, I there, there's no words. There's no words. I mean, I, I can't say I'm surprised. As crazy as everything is with football and, and life in general, but but the thing is, it's not even like a cultural thing. Like who who's asking for this? Who's asking for that? I don't know anybody that's like, hey, I don't I don't think that should be on TV. I mean, listen, we can draw a line at, like, a guy taking his pants off. Like, all right, yeah, probably should find the guy for that. That's a little messed up. Advertisers probably going to be pretty PO'd about that. I For sure. Right? Celebrating? Who, who cares? And that's the crazy thing. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm, I, it's just, it's a bunch of crotchety old owners and the, the this guy that does whatever they want. It's just, it's so, st- we just need somebody else to get in. And the problem is it, nobody else is going to get in there. After Goodell leaves, who do you think is going to put in place the new commissioner? The same owners who don't like the celebrating. <laughs> so this is what we're stuck with. But I, like, what, what, what? I'd love to talk to the owners and just say, what's the problem? What's the problem? I mean, these are the same guys who are going out wanting to get the Johnny footballs of the world and they want to make the big trades and you want to go trade for Aaron. Why? Because you want to put butts in the seats and make football exciting. 
but you're trying to at the exact same time take all the the any bit of joy out of the game. Why? Celebrating. Well, we just got celebrating back. Remember, remember how stupid it was when like you couldn't have a joint celebration; it had to be by yourself. Why? Why? Who cares? Even taunting. Are you an idiot? Who cares? This isn't kindergarten. So what? I don't, I, you want to know the truth? I don't care if they get into a fist fight. Who cares? Now, there is a, you, you could impose a delay of game. I don't have a problem with that. And also, you, can, you, know, you, you don't want to set a precedent where you allow, because then there's going to be lots of fist fights. But I, 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 don't, uh, I don't really care. If somebody's taunting and somebody gets up and smacks them in the helmet, which is stupid, it's not, that's the thing, nobody's getting hurt. These guys are hurt. The guy might have messed up his fist a little bit, punching a helmet, but he's probably fine. Probably slapped him in the helmet anyways. I, the, uh, it's, it's, it is kind of hilarious to me because if you stand up and you smack a guy in the helmet, you're going to get ejected and you're going to get fined and all that stuff. Five seconds ago, that guy just used his helmet to pile drive somebody in the chest going, you know, 20 miles an hour while the other guy was going 20 miles an hour, creating a collision like two cars smashing into each other. And um, that's completely fine. That's the entire point of our sport is to smash into people as hard as we possibly can to create that ooh factor. But if you smack somebody in the helmet, you get thrown out. Who cares? Again, you can't slow up the game by causing fistfights every single time, but you know what? I kind of miss it a little bit. Some of that chippiness. Good. It's a little too friendly these days. Everybody's best friends. Everybody's buddy-buddy and smiling and shaking hands and talking about what you did for uh, on Saturday and what you're going to do for the holidays in between plays. No, how about we get back to like hating each other? How about that? I miss the old AFC North rivalries. You know, the, the Steelers-Ravens. Those good times, man. Those people legitimately hated each other. They wanted to kill each other. That was good football. And now, now we have a guy counting one, two, three, and he gets fined. The, the bottom line is we're all addicted to football, and they know it, and they're just going to ruin the sport, and there's nothing we're going to do about it because we're not going to stop watching, and they know that. But it's going to be real hard to bring in new people, aside from like people like us getting our kids involved, because nobody's going to want to watch this and be like, ooh, that's a good sport. How many, how many fans overseas are we losing? As much as you're trying to appeal to them, they see a guy count one, two, three, and he gets fined 10 grand. I'm sorry, but if somebody's trying to turn me onto a new sport and I see that, I'm like, no, that's dumb. That is dumb. And maybe soccer fans will get into it because they get penalized for looking at a guy wrong and people start crying if you like fall on the ground wrong. <sighs> I don't know. It, it feels like a waste of time ranting about it because nobody disagrees with me. And nothing's going to be done about it. I just, I just want somebody to explain it to me. I want anybody from the league office. Um, I mean, freaking uh, Mark Murphy. I'd love to hear from Mark Murphy his thoughts on that. Mark, you're in all these meetings. Can you explain this to me? Why your people are handing out $10,000 fines to a guy like Lazard for counting one, two, three? I would love to know, because to me, it sounds stupid. Hey, Back Daddy, it's Nate. Hey, um, just wanted to call in because I had kind of a thought when we picked up Bo Melton. Yeah. Um, I know he's not like 
going to be number one elite receiver or anything. But I was just thinking about this receiving group that we have right now. Uh-huh. Like, if we just put out, like, Bo Melton, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and we put all our fastest guys out there, and we just go, like... I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm so glad, because somebody else brought something up, and I was looking into it, and I had a thought, and I just can't really find the right place to say it. And you just, you just teed me up, man. Just all verticals. We just send everybody. Just uh-huh. run downfield as fast as you can. Yeah. And just have the offensive line just be like, all right, just block for three seconds. Like, how, how is any team going to stop that? Like, there's no way you're going to catch all those guys running straight down the field. Like, we just, just whip up a Hail Mary. If you, if you get them caught sleeping on something or you play a little play action and you send everybody down the field after play action, I can't think of a way they're going to stop that. Go back out. All right. So, I'm on board, but not necessarily with Bo Melton. Um, Monty on Twitter at Spurs NXT sent me something, and he says, you know, talking about different draft prospects and whatnot, he says, have you looked into Jalen uh, Hyatt out of Tennessee? Think he can be that third to Dobbs and Watson? Again, I was kind of talking about, you know, what do, what do you do with that third spot or whatever? And I looked at the guy. And I started watching him, and and then I remembered he was that guy that had that big game uh, with like a bunch of touchdowns or whatever. Like I I, I briefly remember hearing about him because it was a like a two three week stretch where it was like this guy is the most insane person on planet Earth. And he reminded me that was against Alabama, five touchdowns. But here's the thing: when I started looking at it, I realized he just he looks like he's always past people. Again, it's really hard to gauge speed, at least for me when I'm watching it in a game. So I googled it. What's his forty time? He has a four three two lasered forty time. Four three two, his estimated forty time. I saw somebody say is about four two nine. He's expected to be a early second, late first round pick, somewhere around the order of where Christian Watson went. And my first thought was, well, probably somewhat negative in terms of we already got that guy in Christian Watson. But honestly, my my first official thought was we'd be the Miami Dolphins. I mean, think about it. That's that's what the Miami Dolphins are. They, get, they, they are one of the most, if not the most, explosive offenses because they just have these guys that are way too fast and nobody can keep up with them, and you just can't. What do you What do you even do? By the way, they have, like, the fastest running back. Dude, what if we drafted Bijan Robinson and then traded up and got Jalen Hyatt? <laughs> Jesus, this be stupid. But think about it. Christian Watson would be our second fastest wide receiver if we had Jalen Hyatt. Christian Watson would be the new Lazard. <laughs> He's the tall, physical, 50-50 guy that just so happens to be one of the fastest receivers in football. It would be like Jalen Hyatt is Tyreek Hill and Christian Watson is Jalen Waddle. Wave of the future, man. And then, hear me out now, and I know this is where, you're all, where everybody's going to get off the train, but I had thrown the, the idea out there. There's a guy who's a pretty good deep ball thrower. He's got a big arm that nobody really talks about by the name of Derek Carr. Saying if Rodgers does leave, we're just looking for a guy that can put the ball on the money down the field. Carr's just kind of floating around out there. Probably relatively cheap. I'm just saying. Jordan Love probably figured it out. He'll figure it out. He'll get it down the field. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in on this stuff more than I have been in the past just because, I don't know, just have some fun. Why not? Let's go get Jalen Hyatt. For the same reason that you said, just send the, send the fast guys down the field. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? 
what what is what is Watson's forty time? You got four three six Watson and four two nine Hyatt with Romeo Dobbs just like completely being forgot about. <laughs> Anyways, man, it's a long one, but I think we're done. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye bye.